All right, all right. Welcome back to the Expert Edge. Today is a good one. I dive deep into the three strategies to help to take your stories from boring to being completely engaging. In fact, even if you feel like you're a boring storyteller, these three strategies are going to change the game for you. And also to really something really exciting as well that we've got which is literally just opened up for enrollment, which is our free training series. And this is called How to Sell from Webinar and Live Stages. I'm going to be unpacking the exact way that you craft presentations that engage, create value for your audience, but also lead into high converting experiences. And so if you haven't registered for our training series, make sure to go to colinboyd.co, that's C-O-L-I-N-B-O-Y-D.co forward slash stage. So we're going to be unpacking how to speak on a virtual and a live stage, right? So it's all of the art, the craft, the science of creating presentations that sell. And you're going to be able to deploy this on a webinar. You're going to be able to deploy this on a live stage, on a keynote. Uh, And I just know that the feedback we get from this training series every time is just phenomenal, phenomenal. So make sure to go to columboy.co forward slash stage and come and register there. It's completely free and uh, it's going to be super valuable, really tactical as well. So this is not just like theory. These are actually things that you can implement and use right away. So let's get into today's podcast episode all about creating captivating stories. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So welcome back. Uh, I'm excited to have this conversation with you guys all about using your story to engage, to connect. Uh, And this is really about how to tell captivating stories, even if you feel like you are boring. So let me give you three reasons for why stories work so well in any presentation that you do, Uh, whether that be a webinar, a virtual event, a live event, a keynote. In fact, stories are one of the most important things to catalog, to collect, Uh, and to have on hand if you want to be a really powerful communicator. I think it was Steve Jobs who said, uh, you know, the the person who's going to win in the future, the greatest people of influence in the future are going to be the storytellers. And storytelling at the core of it is about moving people uh, somewhat even unconsciously to a result, to a shift in thinking. So we're going to unpack that today and what that can look like. So let me start off, first of all, with the idea that for some of you, you might consider yourself not natural storytellers. Uh, I don't know about you, uh, but I know for me, storytelling has definitely been something that I've had to develop. I've had to develop the skills in. It's kind of like literally like riding a bike. In fact, I'm going to share with you three skills in your storytelling today that you can embed in your next story that will take it from maybe a three or a four out of 10 to a nine uh, or a 10 out of 10. And 
Uh, these are some simple things that you can do, but also there is some advanced stuff that you can do as well. And so uh, I think this is going to be great for you, especially if you're already doing some webinars, you're already doing some speaking or something like that, and you want to just go to a whole nother level. So before I get into these three strategies, I want to quickly share three reasons why stories are so powerful. And this is important to know because this is going to shape how you tell your stories, right? So this is actually really important to know. The first thing is this, is that stories are designed to move past the conscious mind. And so, for example, you know, if I was to open up with a story, something like, uh, uh, I was sitting in a dorm room looking across from my friend Dave and we were talking about this expedition that we wanted to go on. Uh, Dave has like kind of blonde short hair. He's like this skinny tall guy. He's like six foot four, similar to my height. And we're having this conversation and to be honest, I felt really nervous about what this expedition would be because we were talking about climbing a mountain. It was a mountain at the back of this ski area that we were living in and and it was one of those situations where it felt quite overwhelming, but I had this big desire to actually do it. Okay, let me just press pause. Even as I just opened up then, right, I started to describe the situation. Hopefully within, you know, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, you started to go to that moment with me and Dave. And I'll continue this story as we go, go through the conversation, by the way. But, but this, this uh, example is what happens is, at the start, you're in your mind, and then all of a sudden you start to enter the mind of the story. Does that make sense? So if you do a good job in describing the story, it's going to actually start to move past the conscious mind and the conscious resistances that people have and move into the unconscious, which is you, you almost get wrapped up with the train of the story. You get on the train of the story, right? So the first big idea is realizing that your stories, when told well, move past the conscious mind. And if you uh, study selling, study influence, study persuasion, uh, getting past the conscious mind is one of the most uh, effective ways to influence people, to take an action, to move forward, etc. The second big thing is that a story transfers a belief. And so really the purpose of a great story is not just to tell a story. It's not to tell a story to illustrate a point. It's to tell a story so that the belief of the story is actually transferred to the listener. So, the, you know, a great story has a purpose to that. And if you've done my conversion story formula, you would, you would understand how finding the story of the transformation that you've experienced in your vehicle, in the thing that you help people with, is one of the most powerful stories you can ever discover, right? And so when you think about storytelling in general, I want you to think about it when I'm telling this story, what's the belief that I'm trying to transfer to the audience members? Not what's the, not just how can I tell this story, but it's, it's what's the belief, the deeper, the deeper idea that I would love to embed in my audience's mind, right? It's kind of like an inception idea. And so if it's done well, a great story will transfer a belief into the audience's mind. The third thing is that when you tell your story well, uh, people will hear your story, but they will internalize their story. And so when they're hearing your story, when they're listening to your story, they're actually hearing their own story. They're making neurological 
connections in their mind and emotional connections of your story into their story. And when that's done well, what happens is they enter your story. And when they enter your story, they become a version of you and they're seeing themselves in you. And what's cool when they do that, they start to ask the question of, well, I wonder if I could achieve the same sort of results or experiences that this person has achieved, you, the storyteller. Does that make sense? So those three ideas, let's just review them, is a great story moves past the conscious mind. The second thing is that it transfers a belief or an idea. It's like inception. And thirdly is that when you tell it right, they don't hear your story. They actually experience their own story. Right. So these are the three frames that I think you need to understand when you're telling great stories. And if you've done even my conversion story formula or, or our other programs like Self from Stage Elite, where I do coaching every other week on this sort of stuff, storytelling, like we're coaching people all the time on this stuff, you would understand the power of embedding this into your into your uh, presentations, etc. Right. So what's cool about this, actually, I was reflecting on there was a student of ours. Uh, her name's Julia and she's a counselor. And so she said to me, she was like, Colin, I don't consider myself a salesperson. Like she's like, I'm not a salesperson. She's, she's like, I'm a counselor. And when she understood the fact that she could use story effectively to sell what she does, all of a sudden the selling became a lot more organic became a lot more authentic. So rather than trying to just like convince people to do something, she strategically thought out what are the stories that I need to share within my presentation so that it actually emotionally, intellectually, uh, even, even viscerally engages the audience and it allows them to make that decision of whether they're a right fit or not for the program. And in fact, it dramatically increased conversions for her because she thought about strategic stories that she needed to share in there, right? And a lot of the time when I'm doing coaching with really high level entrepreneurs, whenever I take on a private client, that's what I'm looking at a lot of the time. I'm looking at the storytelling that they're using within the ecosystem of their presentation. And so you're ready to buckle up for this. I'm gonna get into three big ideas, three big ideas that can completely fundamentally change the way that you actually tell your stories. Okay, so let's get into this. So the first thing is this, is that when you tell a story, the outer experience of your story captures the interest of the audience, but the internal experience of the story allows them to enter the story themselves. I'll, gi I'll give you an example. So, so the, the big idea here is that in your story, you need to have inner and outer experiences. So for example, uh, when I first started out my coaching business, I was sitting, I remember I was sitting at my desk, this old brown desk, it literally had like two and a half legs. Some of the legs were actually cut off. And I had phone books holding them up because I got it from this like 99 cent store, right? So this is the, this is the situation I'm in. I've got my old laptop. I'm looking at my calendar and I, and I literally had nothing on. Uh, I wanted to be a life coach at the time. I was studying life coaching and I had these big desires to help people, these big desires to serve people, to make a difference, to transform people's lives. I felt like I had some great tools that I'd learned from my experience, from the training that I had. I felt like I had some great models that I could help people with, but to be honest, I wasn't helping many people. 
because I didn't have any clients. And I should, I should say, I had half a client. I don't know if you've ever had half a client before, but that was like this person who like turned up every other kind of month and semi paid me, but didn't pay me, right? I call it a half a client. And so I had one of those and I had these huge desires to make a difference. But to be honest, what, what was happening in my heart was I just felt frustrated. I felt like I was trying things that wasn't working. And I started to really question whether this path was going to work for me. Okay, let me just press pause. What I just did then was I described an outer experience, which was me sitting at my desk, looking at my calendar on this old brown desk, right? In my work environment. I described the outer experience. Then what did I do? I described the inner experience. And so I went into, I, I described how I felt. I described what was going on in me. And I even asked that question of, you know, the question which I asked, which was, is this actually going to work for me? Now, when I did that, I wonder, I just wonder, it's a good thing to wonder. I wonder if in you, you felt that in you. When I asked that question, you went, oh, maybe you, or you might've felt, I've asked that question before. To be honest, I've felt like that before where I'm like, is this path going to work for me? Have you ever felt like that before? And so what I did was I described an outer experience and then I described an inner experience. Now in that story, it goes on to me getting my first speaking engagement. And that was when that, that speaking engagement led to going from half a client, like I said, to 12 full-time paying clients and landing an international speaking engagement with Hewlett Packard. Uh, and literally my career exploded like overnight. It was literally overnight, like it was from one presentation, which is why I'm so obsessed about the power of speaking, whether that be a live or a virtual event, right? Which is why we're doing this training series right now as well. So if you haven't signed up to, for that, make sure to go to columboy.co forward slash uh, forward slash stage and, and get access to that because it's going to be sick. Uh, it's going to be awesome. So this first idea is this inner and outer experience of story. Does that make sense? Okay. The second secret to story is to use VAK. So VAK is your visual, auditory, kinesthetic descriptions of your world. So for example, the way you take a story that is disengaging and make it engaging is you actually describe what you saw visually, what you heard auditory, and what you felt kinesthetically. And so I'll give you an example of that. So I could say the other day I was down at the beach and I was going for a walk and it was a beautiful day. Or I could say I was standing on the sand of this, I was standing on this warm sand as I looked over this crystal blue ocean. I could see the waves coming in and the, and the spray coming off the back. And I remember hearing the seagulls screeching out and these kids like running past me laughing and it was in that moment I started to feel that feeling of of peace I started to feel that feeling of of tranquility that I'd been looking for for so long and I realized now let me just press pause that's an example right I could have said I was just down at the beach standing looking at the ocean but I described the situation. Now, obviously, you don't have to use visual auditory kinesthetic in every single moment of your stories. But it's important to amplify that, the visual auditory kinesthetic, if you want to tell great stories, because that is the tools 
through which the audience will enter your story. It will become more engaging. It will become more um, enticing to listen to you. Now, some other little elements with that, if you can throw in some, some drama, like a situation, I mean, just right then, I actually opened with a story which was visual, what I was seeing, the waves, what I was feeling with my feet, the warm, the warm yellow sand, what I was hearing, right, the seagulls, the people walking past, the kids laughing and so forth. And then I went to what I was feeling, which was kinesthetic. Now, I went to a positive feeling. On reflection from telling that story, I would probably recommend going to a negative feeling. There is something about going to a negative feeling first that brings drama into the story. So it makes the story more engaging. So instead of me saying I was feeling this deep peace, this tranquility that I was experiencing, I could say I was looking around and even though externally I was in this beautiful environment, to be honest, I felt incredibly anxious. And I remember feeling sick to the pit of my stomach because I knew I had to make a really challenging decision that day. I don't know if you've ever felt like that before where everything around you is perfect externally, seems to be, but internally there's turmoil. And that was the moment I was in. And so I remember moving from that, from that ocean experience back to my office and having that phone call that I had to have. Okay, let me just press pause. Just right then, did you see what happened when I was telling that story? By the way, that's a made up story, <laughs> right? The stories that I told at the start are all true, but I'm just trying to give you examples of how this works in terms of your engagement in telling your story. So rather than just skimming over the situation, no, spend some time. What did you see? What did you hear? What did you feel? And when you do that, there's this beautiful, elegant experience for you of wanting to lean into it. So that's the second big idea. Ready for the third big idea? The third big idea is that you have to link the story to a sense of meaning. And so the content that you're telling in the story is actually not going to be that relevant for most of the listeners. And so, for example, that story that I started right at the start, which was me having a conversation with Dave in my dorm room about this huge mountain. I remember that day we decided to climb it. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. And we, we started to climb this mountain. It was this huge uh, snow mountain. On the back of the mountain, we were hiking up. I had my snowboard on my back, my snow boots on. We're climbing up this mountain. I remember about an hour into the climb, this sleet started to come across, like this rain and sleet. And to be honest, I hadn't predicted that rain. We, we, we were kind of a bit amateur in it. We hadn't planned it well, and things started to get pretty overwhelming. I remember looking up the mountain. To be honest, it was less clear. It was more hazy halfway up the mountain than it was when we started because the weather had changed. I don't know if you've ever had an experience like that where sometimes you, you're halfway through a project and things just like shift dramatically, right? We were unplanned. We were unready for this thing. And I remember having this conversation with Dave, looking at him through his beanie and his like face mask kind of thing going, what do you think we should do? And he's like, dude, let's let's keep going. Let's let's push up. So I remember kept we kept on hiking up the mountain. And eventually after about another hour, we actually got to the top. And this magic moment happened because as we were getting up to the top, the weather started to shift. And as the, the sleet finished and the snow started to finish up, we actually got like at that, almost like that cloud level. And I remember looking around the mountain, this 360 panoramic view of these incredible mountains around me, these snow-capped mountains and this sunset starting to form, this red sunset started to form in the back. And 
internally, I remember having this, this experience of feeling like I just, I just climbed a mountain. Like, like this was something I'd never done before. And I remember looking down on the valley that I was living in at that time and seeing it from a completely different perspective. In fact, I'd never seen it from this angle before. It gave me a new revelation of the way that the valley worked. I felt different in the way that I looked at the, the place that I was living in for so long. In fact, it gave me perspective. And I don't know about you, but I know for me, through various challenging times and experiences in my life, they give me perspective. They give me a new view. And when you have a new view, you can have a new experience of the world that you currently have right now. And so today I wanna to talk about creating new perspective. Okay, let me just press pause. Do you see what I just did then? I just told a story about me and Dave climbing a mountain. I got to the top, I looked down and I saw a new perspective. And so what was the meaning? The meaning was that, that we can create new perspectives of our current situation. And even if you've been through challenging times, that in fact, that actually is a catalyst for creating new perspectives. See what I just did then, right? Is, is I added meaning to the story that I was telling. So let me do a quick review of the three things that we've gone through. First of all, this, this idea of inner and outer experiences. You describe the outer and you also describe the inner. The inner experience is actually just as important as the outer experience. The second thing is you describe the visual auditory kinesthetic. Like what did you see? What did you hear? What did you feel, right? That's what you describe and that's gonna bring people into your story and make it more engaging, which is the topic of today, how to tell more engaging stories. And then third of all, you wanna link the meaning of the story with the audience or you wanna link a meaning to the story so that the audience can take on a meaning, right? So these three big ideas will help you to make your stories a lot more engaging, even if you feel like you're boring. It's strategies, right? Does this make sense? And so these are the types of strategies that we're going to be going through in this training series coming on, coming up, which is how to sell on webinar and live stages. I'm going to be sharing with you some more storytelling tactics, a whole lot of other strategies around selling without selling. And if you found this valuable, make sure to come and sign up. We're going to have thousands of people as a part of this training series. And I know for me, every single time I deliver it, the feedback is just phenomenal. It's a three-part deep dive into becoming confident to speak and sell on any stage, whether it be a live stage or a virtual event, a virtual stage. It's the same or very similar skill sets. And we're gonna be unpacking that so that you can create incredibly engaging experiences for your audience. So before you go, literally pull out your phone and go to colinboyd.co, C-O-L-I-N-B-O-Y-D.co forward slash stage and come and register for our training series because I just think it's gonna be phenomenally valuable. And if you're also interested in diving deeper specifically into story, you can go to conversionstoryformula.com. You can check that out there. That's a small paid product that we have, but that dives deeper into storytelling and creating your conversion story. So guys, I trust this has been valuable. Make sure you're subscribed, share it on, on the Instagrams, tag me if this has been valuable, share it with a friend. If you know someone wants to learn storytelling, share it with a friend, hit the share button. Appreciate y'all, hope to see you inside the series. It's gonna be amazing and we'll talk to you really soon. Bye for now. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? 
Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step -step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.